You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, you can always give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram. Or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below because I'd like to make your life easier easy. I'm so excited that I have created the official drink of the summer. It is our housewives watching wine. I crafted it with my pals at Elix and we created a very delicious, light, crisp and lightly fizzy rosé designed in these amazing cans that are inspired by some of the most, my favorite, most iconic housewives moments in TV history. Angie Cohen, thank you for giving us this television gold so that I can bring this wine to fruition. It is on sale now. You'll enjoy it. It's light. It's crisp. It's fizzy. uh, But it still packs 12.8% alcohol. So you will be Liddy City all summer long. And if you haven't joined my giveaway there, I'm giving away 12 cans on the Instagram at NoFilterWithZach. So go to find out how to enter to win because I'm restocking your fridge because I love you and I love all the support that you've given me. So please, if you haven't done so yet, continue to order No Filter Wine at nofilterwine.com. See, I make your life easy. Nofilterwine.com. Thank you. I'm gonna, my mom is proud of me and I'm proud of me too. So thank you. Um, I'm really excited because we have a lot of tea to spill this week. Later this week, I have Amy Phillips on the show, and she's fucking hilarious. You know her from Reality Checked on Radio Andy. She's the one that does all the housewife impersonations. You've probably seen her on Watch What Happens Live a million times. She's on the show this Wednesday. And then I have Harry Jowsey from Too Hot to Handle. Netflix is Too Hot to Handle. And I am putting him in my hot seat. We're back in studio, and I am going to grill him. So send me your questions. He'll be on the show next week, and I may have some really good housewives that'll be coming up later this month. Wink, wink. But today I have a real, a real fun guest. He is easy on the eyes. You may recognize him from Bravo's Pride promotions that we did together. Actually, we were in Bravo's Pride Parade on Twitter. Twitter. If you haven't watched it yet, you can do so at Bravo TV on the Twitter. Please welcome host of the Dumpster Dive podcast, Mr. Tom Hamlet. Hi, thank you for having me today. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, there's a lot to unpack in that short little intro you had. First of all, um, uh, what a get, Amy Phillips. Congrats. Love her. So and good. Then, so Yeah, love her. And um, are you going to like be recording like in person with people? Finally. Oh my, I've missed being in, I haven't been in studio in oh. over a year. I have yeah, not... Last time I was in studio was like March or even maybe even February of 2020. So it's been a minute. I'm ready to get back in. I have a new studio. It's not even the old. Well, it's the same studio, but like they've built a whole new, like pretty little space. That's for great. Me cool. well, and I, I'm we my sister and I have a very be, a baby podcast and we never recorded in person with someone before. Really? No, because we, we, her and I have recorded. So she lives in New York city with me. So we've recorded sometimes to in person together and share a computer for zoom. But, uh, but oftentimes we we're just like in our separate apartments, but then all of our guests uh, have all, even if they're in the city, we just always do zoom. But like, I'm craving the idea of like getting to sit, like how nice would it be to sit 
together and just dish. I feel like you like the conversation yes. like flows better and not that, not that this isn't going to be and like, connection. And wow. yeah, like, I mean, there's nothing better than a good, like in studio orgy on a podcast. Like it's the best. <laughs> right. And I feel like, I feel like you can like legitimately make friends. You can become friends with people when you're talking to them in person. Sometimes on zoom, it's like, it's like, there's no stakes in actually you becoming my friend, like, because yeah. we're just on a computer and like, it's just over. And then I go back to my life. But yeah. like, like after we're done, after you're done recording in person, you like still are with them and you're like chatting and, you know, so. No, absolutely. I cannot wait to get back in. You, once you do an in-person experience, like with a guest, you're never going to want to go back. Cause you'll realize how much different it is. Cause like with zoom, like you have to like, talk to somebody for like a good 20, 30 minutes to like get to know them before you guys record together. But like in person, you just, you feel the energy, you can, you know, vibe a little bit better. You can read the room a little bit easier and it's just, it's fun. Well, I'm jealous. Congrats. Thank you. So I just started too hot to handle too. Oh, the first season or the second season? Well, I didn't watch the first season, but I started the second season. You always Um, have to start with the first seasons. The first seasons are always better than any follow-up seasons. You think? I think so. I mean, not. I, I, I'm not gonna agree with you on like a housewives level. Like, uh, I don't think first season because it's that's it's very different. Like, the housewives are like such a different. It was a different. It was a genre that was created. So the original first seasons are very different from what we get now. But okay, well then, did you, did you think like the first season of The Circle was better than season two? Yes. Yeah, I, I I actually probably agree with that. I I really am constantly thinking about Lance Bass's assistant on the Circle season oh two. Oh my god, she, she literally is like a Sesame Street character. She's like, "Hey, it's me, oh Lance." <laughs> How did the gayest gay that's ever gayed that like our like prototype for gay like when we were growing up was Lance Bass, and how did he come across this like? <laughs> troll of a woman to be his assistant who is just like so far from like pop culture world and she's like i can be lance bass i've been his assistant forever and she was the worst fake lance bass i've ever encountered i'm like you don't know him no you don't know how or maybe you know him, but like you don't know how to like be like what you don't know anything about him wild (laughs) okay so your podcast is called dumpster dive and so explain to people that aren't familiar with your podcast what you're diving into what dumpsters are you digging through so we were trying to think of like when starting the podcast like like kind of like an alternate name for just like trash people you know like we all are for for our taste and uh it's a a little it's a reclamation on people telling us that our taste is trash so uh uh, we always at the top of our episodes ask our guests which we will do with you in a couple weeks so you're coming on um what reality television made them a dumpster diva so when when did trash become your taste and and not only what show, but like, was there a certain reality television character that did that? Now, once again, I don't want you to answer this. No, question. I'm not, but I'm already, my, my wheels are turning. Well, I'll give you my answer to it. Yes. So my answer to it was uh, Tiffany Pollard, uh, Flavor of Love, season one. I remember watching it like in high school and just being like, this woman is a, re- a, re- a revelation. <laughs> I cannot wait to tape this fucking podcast with you. Um <laughs> Okay, so, but what do you guys, you guys dive into, like, old school reality TV? 
We, we, so we're covering current. I did an awful pitch, uh, elevator pitch on the podcast just now. I, I just get excited to talk. So, no, we're covering Housewives right now as well as The Bachelor. Um, okay. We're covering Katie's season of The Bachelor, and we will cover Bachelor in Paradise. Um, and then we're always open to, like, doing other shows, but we always do Housewives. So one day of the week is Housewives. The other day of the week is something different. Right now, our Wednesday episodes are our batch episodes and then fridays are bravo episodes um and then on our patreon we go back in time and we're covering origins of reality television there and right now we're covering uh a season of america's next top model cycle four so that's been really fun i love that last uh not summer because it was like april may last spring i did a an og reality tv like throwback month where i interviewed um like megan hauserman 12 pack like all the old like flavor of love rock of love like that whole era i interviewed all of them oh and it's just like Oh my God. I had wet dreams about it for like months. It was so juicy. I even got in a fight with one of them. Who? Tell me. Heather Chadwell. Oh, Heather. Well, have you seen that's not surprising? (laughs) Well, actually, I didn't get in a fight with her. She got in a fight with me because of what other people were saying about her on my podcast, which (gasps) she was also invited on and declined and then made a big story and like did YouTube videos. And I was like, what the, like go fucking sell real estate like what are you doing you with really your life facilitate drama for people listen the number <laughs> of the number of like housewives feuds i've got not even fe- like the housewives that i've pissed off that have called me out on their podcast like it's it's comical at this point that's kind of fun though i mean please tell me daniel Staub's done it to you no i usually don't fuck with daniel Staub. Only yeah, because I've been warned not to fuck with Danielle Staub that people are like, it's not even worth it. And I don't really have anything to say about her. Like, she's so irrelevant to me with her Instagram lives. Well, now, now she might say something because you called her irrelevant. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thank you. No, but Heather. Okay, so Heather had all, was this around the time of all that drama with Lacey when they like were doing their mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. when they were their YouTube series recapping Rock of Love and then they got in a fight and then they were like dragging each other on social about Lacey having no money. Yeah. So I was the only one that got Lacey to come on another podcast and actually talk about it. Got it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so Lacey, you know, mentioned it all. And then I had 12 pack come on the show and he mentioned it all. And then I had Megan come on the show and she mentioned it all. And then Heather was like, stop my, talking. Refresh about my me. memory who 12 pack is again. Just he, a quick okay. 12 pack was on. I love New York. And he I, I was like the really that. buff guy. And then he did. I love money. The first season with Heather and they would like hook up. And there was like a, a, a competition, a, tr- a love triangle between him and the entertainer. And they were both dating Heather. And then I'm, I'm remembering where I'm going to look him up, look him up. And he is so fucking hot now. Like he was hot back then. Well, I, I would rather do him now than I would back in the day. Oh, that's, that's good. He has aged very well. 12 pack i love money let's see um also i love money needs to be on streaming services i love money needs a reboot like we need to do like housewives i love money like or like bravo i love money like we need those style competition shows to come back i know wish this like housewife all-stars was more of this sort of premise you know what i mean like something better than a boring ass vacation that cynthia bailey and kyle richards fight over like how boring is that fight gonna be tom it's gonna be awful it's gonna be like (laughs) 
like I can't even think about what it would be about. Like I'm trying to think of like the most boring topic to fight about. And that's probably what it is. How excited were you when Bravo reached out and asked you to do the pride promotions? <laughs> well, first of all, very excited and very hashtag blessed to have been a part of that. I was so confused because like, I was like, <laughs> there's nothing quite like you've been in, in the, in the biz for a little, much longer than I have. Like we started our podcasts uh, in like late October, early November of last year. Um, so we're like still new and like, there's, I, we haven't corresponded with Bravo at all really. And so to see them follow me and then I get a DM from, when you just get to see a DM in your like inbox, it just says Bravo TV. You're like, at first I was like, Oh, I'm getting canceled. I did something wrong. Yeah. I thought I was getting sued. I was like, what the fuck happened? No, but it was, it was so sweeter than reach out. I had so much fun doing it. Um, and yeah, I mean, how cool was that? It was. And I was so excited that like, they reached out to all of us and like wanted us to be part of this virtual celebration. Cause obviously, you know, we're limited in terms of like what we could do in person that I was like, that's really, I like that they acknowledged that like there is a community of people online on social media and in the podcasting world that is part of the Bravo world. And they're like, let's actually give you some credit and acknowledgement and love. Yeah. It's, I think that, I think that in COVID, like they um, have done such a good pivot, like on Watch What Happens Live to bring on like Sasha and Ben and Ronnie and Danny and Ira and all these people. It's like so fun to see like podcasters and people that are big to us because we are fans of them, but are in a smaller insular community and seeing them get to be on a big platform like that's so fun. Like Sasha was killing it. Like, like. I, I love her and I'm so proud of her like being all over watch it up and live. And it's like, it's fun to see them acknowledge the fans that yeah. they're act- that were actually here. You know, I agree. It's funny though. There was one other person that was also part of it that I found out like blocked me. Wait. Oh, and I've oh. never met this person before in my life. And I was like, cause you know how we were all resharing it. And so I'm like, let me tag everybody else that's in it. And there was one other like Instagram account that like blocked my personal account and the show's account. And I was like, I was going to tag you and like promote you. Like, why am I like, what did, like, what did I, am I Stassi Schroeder? What did I say? What, that, like, what happened? I know all the other ones. So I wonder who it is. You don't have to say their name. I'm not going to say their name, but like, it was just so wild to me that I was like, I I'd never even met you. Like what has happened? Um, but no, that was such a fun like sort of experience. And I'm glad that we got to like do something pride ish. Yeah, I agree. Although let's be honest though, like Bravo, like <laughs> Bravo's like, who's a gay icon on Bravo? And it's like, okay, well obviously our, our housewives are gay icons. That's why we watch our shows. But like, there's like no queer shows on Bravo. <laughs> like, like no, actually on who, paper. Who did you pick with Karen Huger? Yeah. yeah. She, she just like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Karen, I, I feel like gay icon in, in the housewife terms, like they need to be like older. We need just like, like really great, like shade, things like that. So Karen, Karen felt like the, the best fit for me. Karen and then they didn't air this, but um, when it was like, what moment on Bravo, like screams gay pride to you or whatever. And I thought this was funny. I said that any, any scene filmed at the Sir Dump um, during Pride during the Pride weekend in LA on Vanderpump Rules is gay rights. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. 
<laughs> something like Jack's like eating like a chicken bone and like snorting cocaine while like a gay pride parade walks I by. Know. <laughs> the best. I mean, the fact that like we don't talk about how like drugged up most of them are through most of filming is so wild to me. It's it's uh, yeah, and, and on some other shows too. Oh yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite and least favorite show on Bravo right now? Um, my favorite show on Bravo right now. Let's see. Um, it's so hard. Uh, well, to, I'll probably have a different answer by this evening because I'll I'll say Rahasis of Potomac. Are you talking about like what's airing right now? Or are you yeah. talking about just like okay, airing. yeah? Potomac starts tonight, so that's not tech not like technically not the right answer to it. But I probably say Beverly Hills right now, which is shocking because I usually don't like Beverly Hills. Oh, it's my favorite. Beverly Hills is my favorite all time number one oh. forever. I, I think season two of Beverly Hills needs to go into like the Smithsonian because it's truly the like the best season of reality television, maybe of all time. That's the slut so, pig. Yeah. With Brandy Glanville. Yep. Slut pig, Taylor Armstrong and her husband drama. Oh, uh, the, <laughs> the fun petty drama between LVP and Adrian, the Maloof hoof. Yeah. Like there's so many different, that was when Brandy got introduced. Like there's so many big storylines, medium storylines, baby storylines, funny storylines. It's the perfect, it is the perfect season. It's like the first time that people talked about like breaking the fourth wall a bit when like they were talking about how they weren't supposed to talk about Taylor's um, abuse and stuff on camera. And that's when you get the iconic Camille being like, and now we said it and that's not cool. Yeah. (laughs) So I think season two is like the best of all time. But right now on Bravo, yes, my favorite, I would say, is uh, Beverly Hills. And sadly, I I don't want to say it, but my least favorite right now is New York. And New York is my, like, is my Beverly Hills for you, usually. Mm. It's it's my everything. This season is bad. You know, and I want to just like, I we brought this up on, the, on our podcast. I just want to say it again. Like, I think we need to hold like Bravo accountable for more things like, like, they set these women up for failure by just on the basis of putting five women on a cast. Like it just, that doesn't work. Like, see, but, no, 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 no. but was- this is where I'll fight back with you on that one because I posted the same thing on my Instagram and then everybody came and was like, well, the, the, there was a season of OC. I think it was the Brooke season that only had five women on the cast. And then we talked about real, they talked about real housewives of New Jersey seasons, uh, three, four, and five only had five cast members on the show, so it's possible. I think it's possible, but like, there's not. But that I think Jersey's not a good example because like they're family, yeah. So it's like you're gonna have just a different level there, and and OC like you have someone faking cancer, so like there's like big there's like big storylines that could carry it. Like if Beverly Hills had this Erica storyline with only five women, it too would be captivating. But like like. Going into the season, it's like it's we're still in a very transitional period with getting rid of Dorinda and Bethany that I'm like, why not throw it all at the wall? You know what I mean? Like, why not have eight women and a ninth friend of and like see who works like when they did that before with the Carol Heather Aviva first season? Like, I think that season's a good season because like it worked, but like just throw they just need to stack it up more and and it could have been more successful instead they're pandering and like like getting getting it's so clear that um Rashawn was cast like literally last minute while yeah. they were already filming you yeah. know because like we need someone you know yeah 
it's just it's it's i don't know i i'm, I'm mad at bravo for not setting our our women of new york up for success today that I, yes, I'm mad at Bravo, but I'm also mad at like the New York OGs, like Luann, Sonia, and Ramona are phoning it in. This they're not giving us anything. Oh, they're know, really like over it and like bringing new. Like they're literally like Bravo. You make this show happen. I'm just here at this point. I mean, they have to be three of the longest like like standing housewives that have like not had any shifts like like in their like i guess luann was moved to friend of for one season but sonia and ramona have sat on that cast like candy burris has since you know the beginning or season two for sonia and candy but um oh no no sonia season three excuse me um so i feel like there is a sense of job security for them that they feel like it'll all work out like i can just sit here yeah like i'm funny and then but sometimes it it just it's not gonna work that way I agree. None of their, no one's job as a reality television star is permanent. So it was announced that this most recent episode was the low, was a, a Roni all time low, and they hit a, a 0.76 ratings, which is 700,000 people tuned in. And if you look at ratings for Roni this season overall, they haven't even broke a million. Like the first episode, I think, got close with 900,000. But yep. since then, they haven't been able to break 1 million viewers weekly. I mean, 700,000 is still strong, but 700,000 is like Shaws of Sunset level. Not that Shaws of Sunset is bad, but Shaws of Sunset and like Bravo, like um, Summer House, Shaws of Sunset, like those are just like in a different category compared to Housewives. You expect Housewives to be breaking 1 million every week. Well, okay. <laughs> I think all Bravo ratings, I mean, we all follow Bravo ratings on Twitter, right? I mean, yeah. it's such a fun account to follow. Like, it's just so fun to see the behind, like what actually, because there's shows that we love, right? But then but then there's shows that don't do well that we love. And Summer House is like a fan favorite, but like the ratings are like <laughs> so bad for that show. Like they pull on like 300, yeah. that was, like less than half of what new york's lowest number is so that's why i'm like guys like can we just let new york be bad right now they'll they'll figure it out eventually next season will be better like it's just all of our shows like ebb and flow it's just how it has to work there's gonna be bad seasons across the board beverly hills has been not good for a little bit and then now we finally have an amazing season yeah or would you disagree with me no 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 i mean i love beverly hills for the good and the bad so i love it for the girardi scandal just as much as i loved it for panty gate and puppy gate and like all these other you know bad seasons that we've had like i enjoy and appreciate it for what it is and i think you're right we are being very critical of roni this season but at the same time it's like we all are entitled to a bad season at some point Right. Absolutely. I just want people to like, t- like, like, let's like be a bit kinder to our new housewives, especially our new additions uh, of color, because yeah. like we're putting way too much weight on their backs as a, a, a like the only person to educate. Right. And be like the person to save this franchise. Like it's not Ebony's job to save this franchise. And it's also not Ebony's job to like have to teach the world about racism. So it's like, I just wish everyone would let her breathe a little bit. Like, it's like, like let her live in this season for a minute, a minute. And like the storylines are going to like go up and down, but everyone's just so serious about it right now. I'm like, 
let let it figure itself out. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with like Beverly Hills where everyone's like, oh, I hate Crystal. Crystal's smug and Crystal's this and Crystal's that. I'm like, give Crystal a chance. Like Crystal, this beef with Crystal and Sutton is actually entertaining. Like we got two brilliant like moments that I could make wine out of from who is hunky dory and what, and what am I jealous of your ugly leather pants? Like those are two great moments that we got because of crystal. Like I love you made this about you. You're like, I can make wine out of this. Yeah. I'm Ramona <laughs> singer right now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you should put, Who's hunky dory on a wine can? That would be great. Right? <laughs> everyone now, everyone comes to me and they're like, "I have ideas for wine, future wine cans that you can do." I'm like, "We launched this a month ago. Like, let's let's live in this moment right now." Breathe, okay. <laughs> and then we'll consider adding more down the buy the wine, and then once you've helped reach a solid sales number, which we've done really well, but like once you know, keep buying the wine and show that like the demand is there for another can. Right. Um, so there has been a report by Life and Style about Jen Shaw and Erica Jane being on the risk of being on the this list of risk at risk of being fired. Do you okay. think we should lose Jen and Erica or do you think like I personally think this is the reason we're tuning into Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City? I agree. I think Jen sh- I think we lose Jen. I think we keep Erica. And I'm not saying I condone anything that Erica's yeah, no, done. No, no. I think that she needs a job and Bravo probably wants to keep this storyline going. Um, and so I think that they'll end up keeping her. Jen, I worry about. I worry about her for a lot of reasons. <laughs> I worry about her going to jail. Okay. Yeah. And then I also worry about no, just her, prison. Sorry, prison. Okay. Um, and I also worry about like i don't know that she's made for reality television like she thinks she is because she wants it so bad that it's not good like it it doesn't it doesn't come across right and it's just she i i it's like we all thought she was gonna be great when we saw all the promos and the who the cast releases and then just she's so like she lays it on thick you know and like take take the legal stuff out of it i just don't know that after this season that she's going to be a good fit on the show period and then also i don't know where she'll be located anymore she's <laughs> also very self-produced so it's uh, and it's you you a lot of our women are right but like some more than others and there's a line and when when you lay it when when you try so hard it we're, we're smarter than that the viewers are you know we we pick up on it and it's just like no go away yeah i agree i I, but i do want to watch her like go to prison like that i want to follow through i want to follow that storyline through i just think we can tie it in a little bow when she gets the handcuffs on and then never see her again (laughs) right and we just don't know what happens to her afterwards and then we have like a follow-up jen shaw watch what happens live special when she gets out of prison years later (laughs) <laughs> the best the best thing that will happen is that she's gonna go to prison she's gonna get out of prison and she's gonna expect like the full Teresa Giudice like like yeah. treatment she gets a spot back on the show they waited filming for her what's gonna happen is they're not gonna wait filming for her and they're not gonna bring her back and she's gonna, her ego is gonna be completely shot yeah 
So speaking of egos, Tom Girardi, his assets are now being liquidated. He sold or they've sold his office building here in downtown L.A. They're trying to sell his house. They're trying to put value on the assets and they're starting to auction some of them off. And one of the things that they've recently added to the the auction list is his wine collection. Oh, I didn't see this. Oh yeah, he's he's his wine collection is now awesome. about to be up for auction. I mean, we saw him just a couple of weeks ago out having wine with his travel agent on a little date in Pasadena. Travel agents anymore, by the way. What what a like a, a 2003 like <laughs> occupation. I mean, but come on, he's like a five foot five old man in Pasadena. Like they they still have travel. They're keeping travel agent businesses afloat right now. Okay, I that you you're right. You're right. Um, wait, how much would that wine collection be worth? It has to be worth like they. I think they're estimating about sixty thousand. Oh, that feels low. I was gonna say like I was gonna say like half a million. May I mean I expected his assets to be worth a lot more of a lot, and it's not. Wait, is that wait is that all he has anymore? Is just wine? <laughs> right. Is this all we have left of his of his assets is just wine? Everything else has been melted into gold cubes and in a safety deposit box. And <laughs> I want a bottle. You want a bottle of Tom Girardi's wine? I'll send you some wine, Tom. And you don't need this wine collection. Uh, wine made of blood money. <laughs> I mean, it's just. What does he even have left at this point? Like, he's so far done. The fact that he's even still going out and, like, going out to lunch with his travel agent at all. Like, Erica is another level boarding her private jets and, you know, filming Housewives. What is going to happen to her? I'm sure you've answered this question 10,000 times, but... Um, What do I think is going to happen to her? I don't think... She's not going to serve any jail time. Worst case scenario, she's going to have to pay back some of that $20 million. She's probably going to end up filing for bankruptcy, going to write a book at some point. Like, I think she's going to be okay. I don't expect her to go away from the public. I don't expect her. Like, there's going to be a tell-all sit-down interview. There's going to be a a tell-all book that's going to be coming out. And she'll be fine. Do you think that she will be at the reunion? Oh, yeah. Uh, Dorit just said she'll be at the reunion. Oh, yes, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, I just, and I always expected her to show up at the reunion. No, no, no. I, I didn't think she wouldn't go on her own terms. I just didn't know if there was, like, with legal stuff, like, if, if, it, was, if, if it was better for her just not to go. Like, if her lawyers would make her not go. I'm sure her lawyers are going to have the questions pre-screened. Um, yeah. But, I mean... Yeah, she has to do the reunion. And I, th- I think she has to do it, not just contractually, but I think she has to do it because at this point she hasn't spoken out and she hasn't answered any questions other than what we're seeing on Housewives now. And I think this is her moment to actually, one, secure her job for next season. And two, I actually think she's secured her job for next season from what she's already revealed on the show so far. I agree. Because a lot of people are like, oh, she's not going to say anything or she's just going to lie. But I'm like, but she's, we're getting some vulnerable. Like the hard thing is it's like, it wasn't like she knew like all of the scandal broke and then she knew she was going in to film the new season. Like it was breaking in real time. So she had no other option other than to right. like, live in the moment of it. Which, oh God, I love it. 
It's so good. <laughs> that, I'd like, and I'm waiting for Salt Lake City to come back, which I hear is coming back in, like, September. But I'm excited for that to come back because I need to see the feds, like, raid the women and, like, come for Jen Shaw and, like, have the That's Bravo hard. cameras ready <laughs> filming her as she walks out. Like, I can't wait. Oh, my God. It's going to be so good. The idea of, like, all those women who, like, <laughs> never broken a law before like being like you know what i mean like of all the casts like it's salt lake city with like mormons is the one that like it's <laughs> like a raid oh, it's God. just it's chef's kiss it really is so good so we're now saying that a judge has ruled and i talked about this on my youtube channel on friday so if anyone wants like the full deep dive into it you can go watch that but I want your opinion on this, Tom. So we saw that a judge ruled that the Rui Gomez family, which were the, I hate referring to them this way, but this is just how everybody knows them as the burn victim family. Um, Everyone knows like the widows, the orphans. And I hate that like that it's become so sensationalized that like that's how we know these people. But just for reference sake, they're the ones that were in the Hulu documentary. The judge has ruled that they are allowed to pursue a lawsuit against Erica Girardi for the election. $11 million that they're owed from Tom. Now, are they going to get that money? Are they going to win that lawsuit? That's all kind of still up in the air. They still haven't been able to actually prove that there was $20 million that was given to Erica. That's kind of just the theory that the Edelson uh, lawsuit brought up was that there's a lump sum or there were there's an accumulation of $20 million that was given to her EJ global company over the course of several years, that money, because they were written off as loans, which was supposed to be like a tax loophole because they were written off as loans. Girardi keys can now reclaim that money from her, but in order to like actually find out whether what they can collect and how much of that they can collect for the Rui Gomez family, they need Erica's books, which she has until July 21st to to hand over because a lot of people are like oh she's not giving over her books but like there's still she still has time to do this like you know everything's still playing out in real time everyone wants like a verdict tomorrow but i'm like the scandal just broke less than a year ago like these things take a long time forever forever um and so what does it mean that the Rui gomez can now sue her if they're able to win that lawsuit and get some money out of her, that means that the other potential victims and uh, debt collectors can also possibly go after her moving forward. But as of right now, they're the only ones that have been authorized to be able to pursue legal action against her. Do yeah. you think she's going to end up having to pay up something, anything? What do you think is going to happen to her? Well, as a lawyer, um, I... <laughs> I, I it's so funny when people like <laughs> ask me like will dm me being like what do you think is gonna happen i'm like i don't know <laughs> like i'm just like a, a gay guy who like <laughs> lives in new york city but with that being said i think that she will have to end up giving them a lot of money yeah so i i don't really know how she wouldn't like i don't know how you would get out of that but um whether it's the full amount i don't know like do we really know how much Tom still has or is, is he like at zero? Like, does he, is he, he in the He's red? claiming he's at zero. And I believe, for, uh, don't quote me on this because and you'll drag me in the comments for it. But I believe he said he had 18,000 cash 
as of a few, as of when he had to last appear, not or the not this last time, but the time before that when he had to appear in court, he said yeah. that at one point he had eighty million, right. and now he owns only like eighteen thousand. Yeah, eighteen thousand. Not not just eighteen. I I, I it would have been hilarious for him to be like, I have eighteen dollars. Eighteen dollars. <laughs> I can see it. Eighteen dollars and a wine collection. <laughs> Take your pick. And the Trader Joe's uh, two buck Chuck wine collection. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think, I mean, in order for anything to happen first, there has to be proof that she even received $20 million and that's going to come from her books and his books. I mean, her lawyers are really fighting it. And I think that's why her lawyers are fighting to gain as much of the assets from him as they can in the divorce settlement, because they know she's going to have to pay up something and they want to make sure that that can kind of be. The, the wash that they get is whatever they get from him. Yeah. 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 Which I mean, makes sense. It's going to be a wild reunion. I can't wait. I want to see, well, especially because all the women, I think minus Sutton have spoken out in support of Erica. Yeah. That bitch that video of Kyle dancing the expensive or how many fucks do I give? I'm yeah. like, maybe we don't do this right now at Teddy's birthday well, party. I don't think Kyle, it was somebody else that was on the boat that recorded Kyle singing and then posted that to their Instagram. Oh, I, I see, I see. Still, well, not great. I, at that point, you're like, no social media. Everyone put their phones in the bucket. Please. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I Also, something I want to bring up about both of the Housewives shows we have uh, going on right now that is interesting to me is we haven't got mid-season trailers for either. Are we mid-season yet? We're at episode nine for both. I think Beverly Hills is going to be a long season. So we're at least going to get... I think this episode is where we're going to get the mid-season trailer. Because this is the mid-season point. The scandal is broken. She's having her breakdown. Like, that's, I think, where we're going to get it. But then in New York, what's interesting to me is, like, the trailer for the season of New York, we've essentially seen everything that happens. So bad, yeah. So, like... Is, the, is there a back half of this season or is it a shorter season? I hope it's a shorter season. Because part of me thinks it is just that. But like, it's weird that we haven't gotten like, because if you think about the trailer for New York, it was like they showed the Hamptons trip, essentially every fight that happened there. And then they showed their trip to Salem. And that was pretty much that we've, we've seen most every, all of the content. It's the only content we haven't seen is the Sonia fight where she like punches the the mirror. Which I don't know. Like, what is she fucking Scott Disick? Like, what is that? Sonia, like, what is going on? Like, we, I don't think she needs to be on reality te- television anymore. Like, she can be, like, a fun guest, but, like, yeah. her life is, like, melting down. It is. And it, it is. has been since season four. <laughs> it has been, yes, yes, since she's been on the show, essentially. <laughs> Her first season was like, I'm the star, the the straw that stirs the cocktail. I love my gaze. And then it just like. And we saw the darkness. Once we got inside that townhouse, you really saw where the body is buried. So I know Potomac airs tonight. People are going to be listening to this tomorrow on Monday. So they will likely have already watched Potomac. But there was a teaser that was released. I don't know if you saw the, the clip. And it's Dinner. Giselle at the dinner with the other women. We know Candace doesn't show up. They're saying Candace likely didn't, or Robin says that she thinks Candace didn't show up because of the drama with Karen. 
And then Giselle's like, I'm coming for you, Karen, and I'm going to come for you slowly and over time, and I'm going to release everything I have on you. Thoughts, feelings, vibes. There is, Giselle is the queen of deflecting. I'm like, girl, you are in a relationship with a, like a very scary man to me. And you really just want to like throw, you just want to like talk about everyone else's drama. You want to like talk about everyone else's headlines just so no one talks about yours. And it's, it's just like, so like textbook housewife. I'm like, Giselle, like we all know, like this man is awful and he doesn't treat you well. And like, stop deflecting on Karen. Karen's fine. Karen's been open about the shit that has happened with her. She really has. Like, I don't, I can't imagine that there'd be something. The only thing that she's never open about is like the whole like renting, owning the house drama of it all. That is weird. So like, I, like that, that's always been weird. Like when she moved, was it a rental, all that stuff. But she was very open about the stuff that happened with, um, with Ray and like she showed a lot on this past season of like how not great her relationship has been with Ray. And so I don't know what, what is there to share about Karen? Like, what is she going to do? I don't know. I mean, that's the other thing that like sometimes that like you love it occasionally, but you hate when that becomes the sole mission to like expose the other housewives on the show, you know, because then it's like, it's no longer like an organic show. And, and it's like, why would anybody even want to go on a Housewives franchise at this point if the whole intention is to find dirt on people to then expose on a reality show? And like, it just, it doesn't become fun at that point. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I very rarely enjoy the like tabloids being like the seventh member of a cast. Like, you know, when page six, like play, like when page six is so involved in New York or when Radar Online is so involved in Beverly Hills, I, I never, I'm never, never a huge fan of that. I agree. Are you excited for this season of Potomac? We have a 90 minute, I've heard that we have a 90 minute premiere and a 90 minute second episode. Oh, damn. So these are going to be they, some good episodes. I really hope because last season, like we're going to have the ratings conversation again. These low New York ratings is where Potomac lives usually, you yeah. know? And I don't know why I'm like, when will people, we're in our what, sixth season. Okay. Like this show's been on for a minute and like, it shouldn't have been this slow burn. Like the show's been good since the beginning, essentially. And I don't know why people aren't keen to like hop on board, but they're doing so much with like, like marketing for this season. I, I, I assume it's going to be great. I agree. Like this party, like the party that happened this weekend, yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How fun was that? I'm like, why didn't I go to that? Let's do more. Yeah, they did. For those listening, they did like a Potomac premiere party, like in Potomac, like on the water where like you got to buy tickets and it was like a mini BravoCon. You guys like meet the cast, like, and like take pictures with them. And they got to watch the first episode. I love it. That's what they should do more. Like, I think, yeah, Bravo's in this transition period where they're pivoting what premieres look like, what promotion looks like. That's a good point. I think about that. Yeah. And, and it's time. And I think the fans are ready for it. Agreed. All right, Tom, are you ready for a round of Shady Spitfire? Let's go. Okay. Who do you think will be exposed more on this season of Potomac? Which housewife? I think Giselle. Giselle. Probably, yeah. The one who always tries to throw, yeah. shoot the biggest shot is always the one that goes down the hardest. 
Because I don't think Eddie's doing anything like, and Giselle's just trying to like make it seem like there's more there than there is. So, what franchise, or sorry, which series within the Housewives franchise do you think it's time to just pull the plug on? Uh, Orange County. Still, I'm really? still gonna say, despite the reboot that's happening right now. Despite Heather Dubrow, you're not excited. No, I am excited, but but I just think that they. I'm not ready to trust them again. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, they did us dirty for a long time. And like, I'm not, because OC used to be so good. Like it used to be so good. And like, that used to be like my second fave, like next to New York, like the seasons with like Alexis Bellino and like all that. It was just so good. And yeah. I'm going to say them or honestly say Miami. I'm like, why are they bringing Miami? I don't know why we're bringing Miami. We do not need to bring back Miami. Okay. I would say Dallas. Oh my God. I'm such an idiot. Dallas. Duh. Cause it's so forgettable. Yeah. I literally forgot about it. (laughs) Dallas. Dallas Dallas. Which real housewives of New York. OG would you fire Sonia Luann or Ramona? Uh, Ramona. Really? Why? I just, I, I think she's so watchable and I'll always say, I'll always say that, but like, I don't know. It's just, I think she's just, it's, I think it's her time. I think it's time for a new era. Yeah. We got to move on at some point. I agree. Um, do you think that Erica Jane's paparazzi pictures are Staged, real? Yes. What? <laughs> Staged, yes. Staged. All of them? The, the, the gas station... Uh, one is staged 1000%. She'd be the idiot not to do that to make some money right now. Staged by her or staged by her like publicist? Uh, th- maybe bo- both. I don't know. I, I, I think that there's literally a like pick up the phone call, be like, hey, I'm going to this gas station, take a picture of me so I can make like some money to, for my Uber Eats this weekend. Fenty has dropped her, so she needs some cash. She needs money. <laughs> Are we surprised that Fenty dropped her? Like, I feel I'm like- shocked that they do it earlier. I agree. Well, I think they were. She was under contract, so they couldn't drop her. I feel like there has to be a clause. There's usually a clause in there that's like, if you break ethical code, we can. Unless she was milk, she was still running. They were trying to, you know, invoke the clause, and her lawyers were fighting back. I don't know. She kept it for a good minute through. Yeah, that's true. I mean, th- th- I don't even know if that's a smart decision to make considering how much Fenty's getting publicity out of Erica right now. No, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Erica Jane, everyone's watching you and your paparazzi pictures. Now she's glammed. After the, the gas station picture, she's like full glam. Well, I think she's like creating a whole story. She's not an idiot, okay? Like, I think, like, she knows what she's doing. Like she, there's, there's a journey, right? She wants us to think that she's doing bad at first. And then she's going to make us think that she's financially stable. She wants us to think now that she has money that way she's safe to pay everyone. Right. So yeah. she's trying to make us think that she is in a good spot, you know, cause then we saw she posted that thing. Like I can handle it. Yes. But that was also, I know I was telling people, yes, that looks 
that looks like she's making a nod to everything that's happening. But it was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills premiere day. And she's said in her previous captions, like stuff in the past, she's like, I'm legally obligated. Like Bravo's making me post memes on this day because of the premiere. Like I'm contractually obligated to do these things. Didn't she post one the other day? Which was like, the other day, which was the day that Real Housewives aired. Oh, oh, and it, oh, it was oh, the oh, Ice Queen that. can handle. Yeah. And it and it was a meme from the show with the Bravo logo at the bottom corner. Like it wasn't her own sort of team doing it. Like it was something Bravo gave her and it was public. And Bravo's smart with it though, because there was uh, another I, one that, there was another one that they had done in the past. And she even wrote in the caption, she's like, This doesn't mean anything. I think it was like her and it was like a meme that's like, I don't care. And yeah. like Bravo made her post it and she's like, I Bravo is making me post this right now. So <laughs> it doesn't look good for her, but Bravo's like, yes, we're getting that press. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, thank you so much, Tom, for, for calling in and chatting with me all the way from the NYC. I am happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for the opposite end of this conversation on uh, my podcast in a couple of weeks. Um, and it's you're such a fun new friend I've made in this podcast. Yes. I can't wait till I'm in New York again. Are, are you coming to LA soon? I'm not. Wow. <laughs> well, I don't have anything planned. I mean, do I, maybe you're a, you're a reason for me to come there now, but <laughs> we'll make it happen. Uh, pimp yourself out. Where can people listen to your podcast and give you and slide into your DMS? Yeah, so slide in my DMs uh, at the Tom Hamlet. That's my personal Instagram. The podcast Instagram is uh, Dumpster Drive Pod, um, and I do co-host the podcast with my sister. Uh, she's awesome. Her name's Kix, um, and uh, we have episodes that come out on Wednesdays and Fridays, and we're on every platform you can hear podcasts. Yes, go listen to Dumpster Dive. I'm going to be honest. So that's one really great reason to go and listen to it, and they have really great content. So please go and support Tom. We 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 are like Ramona, women supporting women. We're podcasters supporting other podcasters. Mm -hmm. And don't just listen. Leave them a nice five-star review because reviews really do matter, okay? Matter. Yes. It, it seems silly, right? But they do matter. They do matter. Firstly, I have taken a phone from a girl at a bar one time and rated and reviewed my own podcast. I love that. <laughs> I love it. You can leave me a review on iTunes or if you're watching this on the YouTube, hi, wink, wink. Um, you can subscribe, hit that like button, sign up for notifications because you're going to want me to stay up in those notifications because I'm always spilling that hot tea. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach or follow the show at No Filter with Zach and get my housewives watching wine at nofilterwine.com. All right, guys, Amy Phillips is on the show this Wednesday. You're not going to want to miss it. It's fucking hilarious. We had a blast. Get ready. Bye.